Hello everyone and welcome to this very special episode of The Amish Show. I thought it would be a great idea to share with you my top 10 albums of the year. I've never done this before so I'm a bit nervous but I'm also very excited to bring this episode to you and record it. So let's get into it. So 2020 has been a weird time for everyone but like all challenging years it's brought some great music and albums. I found myself listening to loads more music this year and some of these albums soundtracked my walks to work. There was a lot of good stuff coming out of this year, so I'll start off with my honourable mentions list. So, the albums in my honourable mentions include Walking Like We Do by The Big Moon. The Big Moon's first album, Love in the Fourth Dimension, had some big guitar hooks and amazing melodies. The songs were catchy and grabbed me instantly, but on Walking Like We Do, which came out in February, they embraced their love of pop and it worked so well. I love Barcelona, which is a summary song that's about the protagonist comparing herself to other people, but still pushing on and pushing forward. It's very thoughtful and f- reflective. Your Light also showed they could write massive choruses, and it's also an indie disco floor filler. So second on this list is Guardians by August Burns Red. This album came out in April during a time where I had dropped out of the metalcore scene for a bit. I know, however, that August Burns Red are one of the more consistent bands in the scene. On their album Guardians, I think they solidified their reputation with some infectious melodies and heart-hitting breakdowns. I think the perfect example of this is their song Defender, because it sounds like a band who have stayed true to themselves, but also like nothing else I've heard before. And finally, the final band on this list is Finnish Flag and their album Swimming Swimming Pools. So this album was great because it had a lot of bouncy riffs which reminded me of Weezer with a hell of a lot of energy. My favourite song is The Pieces because of its insanely catchy riff at the start of the song. I like how raw the album is because it has a very live feel and makes me imagine myself at a gig. It's a wonderful summary record and you should definitely listen to it. Now on to my top 10 albums of the year, so let's get right into it. So number 10 is The Orioles with Disco Volador. I've been a fan of The Orioles for a while and their debut album Silver Dollar Moment was awesome because it drew influence from Manchester and post-punk but had a modern twist. It was insanely well produced and the drumming was crisp and tight and the riffs and harmonies were very easy to sing along to. Disco Volador was fantastic because it built on these melodies but also allowed the band to challenge themselves musically with odd time signatures and a mixture of progressive rock and spacey lounge rock. I love how Come Down on Jupiter starts as really trippy and chilled out then turns into a bouncy indie pop banger. It's blissful and takes you off to another world. I think the chemistry on this record is amazing because they haven't lost their energy, especially on the Square Ride pack. The synths and guitar in this song blend together superbly, making the sound almost psychedelic. There's a section in this song which has the guitar on its own, and then when it comes back into the chorus, that sound shivers down my spine. It's my favourite song on the album because it shows how creative and versatile they are. Number 9 is The Just Jones with private memoirs and confessions of The Just Jones. I love this album to bits because it's full of summary indie pop melodies and reminds me of indie tracks. So many mischievous but also very honest lyrics on here. 
Some songs have funny, witty lyrics, but others, such as Dear Diary, I Died Again Today, are very vulnerable and make you think. Who does Susan think she is reminds me of a sunny day musically, but lyrically it's about an old friend who broadens their horizons to try new things. And there's a melancholic undertone in Katie Pope's voice as she wonders if they're still best friends. I like this album because there is something here for everyone and it shows that it's okay to be vulnerable. So my number eight is Phoebe Bridges with Punisher. I really liked the album because it showed Phoebe's talent in creating really beautiful soundscapes that she's done throughout her career. I think this melancholy for me captured the energy of this year because it was a period of self-reflection for everyone. It's perfect to listen to in a quiet space. When I listen to the album, I see vulnerability and honesty, but it also has songs like Kyoto, which I think is superb. The production on this song is fantastic because it has an uplifting horn section and a driving chorus to match. This works very well on I Know The End as well, because they bring out array of positivity. My number seven is Enter Shikari with Nothing Is True and Everything Is Possible. So Enter Shikari are one of these bands where every album they've done is different. They're very good live too. I was lucky enough to see them in Frankfurt and they put on a fun thought-provoking show. I think Nothing Is True and Everything Is Possible is a combination of all their influences but it still has some huge riffs and addictive synth patterns. It's a daring, bold album with futuristic soundscapes and forward-thinking lyrics which painted an honest picture of this year. My number six is Lovely Eggs with I Am Moron. March was a very strange time for me because it felt so surreal with the whole coronavirus pandemic and plenty of people going crazy panic-buying toilet roll. It got me wondering if there would be an album that soundtracked this madness. And we got it in April when the Lovely Eggs released their sixth album, I Am Moron. It's an album that a lot of people resonated with because it felt so relevant at that point in time. Superb fuzzy riffs that were bursting with energy, but also had its tender moments, like on New Dawn, which makes you feel like you're on a lonely planet. Stunning album. Superb record, really built on their sound. My number five is Beach Bunny with Honeymoon. I got into Beach Bunny fairly recently because I was listening to an episode of the Specialist Subject podcast and they were talking about Beach Bunny and they were reviewing Honeymoon as well and I got very curious. I wanted to listen to it. It sounded like something that would be right up my street and it has been. I haven't stopped listening to it. It's nine songs of incredibly catchy indie pop bangers and the record clocks in at only 25 minutes. It's drenched in sunshine and the melodies are enough to to lift anyone's mood. I think this album puts a big smile on my face and when you listen to it, I'm sure you'll want to come back for more. It's honest and it owns its vulnerabilities which makes it such a worthy listen. My favourite songs are Dream Boy and Cloud Nine and also Promises, because they really capture this hyperactive energy. Coming in at number four is The Beths with Jump Rope Gazers. I think this album is very refreshing. I saw The Beths at Heaven in London 
with penis and fresh and it was a killer lineup every band was phenomenal and i felt really really lucky to be at that show because it was a party atmosphere everyone was into it everyone was singing along and yeah it was great and so the Beths at this show played songs off their brilliant debut Future Me Hates Me and at this point the songs for Jump Rope Gazers hadn't even been written they started writing them in between touring and I think they started recording them in around November I think this brings a refreshing approach to the songs which tackle anxiety and self-doubt Future Me Hates Me was an album full of big hooks and Jump Rope Gazers really builds on this with rousing choruses. An example of this is Dying to Believe which was an instant earworm from the moment I first heard it. I love how the album brings out a lot of emotion especially on Out of Sight with shoegaze guitars. This song is about how the protagonist misses a friend and she'll always be there for them. It's really beautiful and tender because it shows that we have to appreciate the people around us, which is more important now than ever. At number three is Diet Sig with Do You Wonder About Me. Diet Sig's debut album, Swam Good At This, was my favourite album of 2017. Full of catchy indie pop melodies, it's one of the most fun albums I've ever listened to. They released a new album called Do You Wonder About Me in... May, which, similar to the Beth's album, talked about vulnerability and singer Alex Luciano's struggles with night terrors, anxiety and driving in the face of defeat, which is pretty awesome. It's a record that is close to my heart because it flows superbly well and maintains the catchiness of their first album. Coming in at number two, it's not really an album, it's actually an EP, but it impressed me so much and surprised me too. This album at number two is Bring Me The Horizon with Post-Human Survival Horror. Bring Me The Horizon are a band who I've respected for a very long time because they surprise me with everything they've released. They're versatile and accessible while still capable of writing gnarly breakdowns and also putting on an incredible live show. I love how diverse their sound is and even though I've loved everything they've released I did want, I did want them to put out something heavy because over the, over the last few years when they released Ammo, Music to Listen to, and That's the Spirit. They're all great, brilliant albums, but sometimes you just need some heaviness and some anger, especially this year. Uh, so post-human survival horror is full of nasty riffs, including the solo in Dear Diary, which reminds me of Sayer a little bit, and it could have come straight off Suicide Season, which is their ferocious, awesome second album. Post-Human Survival Horror was recorded in lockdown and featured both Youngblood, who's this punk singer on a bay, which is a perfect blend of melody and aggression, and also Baby Metal on Kingslayer, which is a very is very heavy, hyped-up salt in the ears. Lyrically, the EP reflects the frustrations of the pandemic, and it resonated with a lot of people who feel lost and alienated, and it was a very welcome surprise when it came out in late October. It sounds incredible. It sounds incredibly natural, and you could tell that the band really enjoyed recording it. And it's something that I'll listen to again and again. Now, we're here. We're at my album of the year, and 
it's an album which I haven't actually stopped listening to since it came out. I think I needed something really positive, fun, and uplifting. And no matter how many times I play this record, I never get tired of it. So, without further ado, my album of 2020 is Cause a Stir by Charm Pit. Yep, I've listened to Charm Pit for years. I saw them support Colony Wednesday in London about three years ago. They were excellent live. And when they announced the release of Cause a Stir, I got so excited that I pre-ordered it straight away. It's a flawless record, which flows superbly. Harmonies are so raw, yet absolutely wonderful. Everything works so well, from the raucous Bridges Go Burn, which is about the protagonist shaking off any negative energy, to Gymnastics, which is full of bursting glitter and positivity. I could tell that the band had a great time recording the album, and that energy just beams straight back to me whenever I listen to it. It's great if you're in a low mood, and you need to pick me up, and it's helped me keep more positive throughout this year, and reminds me that there's an abundance of talent coming out of the indie pop scene. It's such a joyous session and well-deserved album of the year. So, there we are, my albums of 2020. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. It was just a little fun idea that I thought I'd do, and I've really, really enjoyed recording it. While we're on to that, I guess my song of the year would have to be uh, Sometimes I Cry at Work by Cheerbleeders because it's got very, very relatable lyrics. It's got a really, really bouncy riff. I mentioned Finnish Flag earlier and Cheerbleeders also has uh, Sophie from Finnish Flag and Phoebe from Happy Accidents and Catherine from Fresh. And I can tell that there's kind of a there might have been a Finnish flag influence kind of creeping in into this track because it's, it's really bouncy, it's very, very uplifting. The chorus is so, so catchy and yeah, it, it slaps. So Sometimes I Cry at Work by Cheerbeans is my song of the year and Pause the by Charm Pit is my album of the year. So yeah, thank you so much for tuning in and listening. The podcast is available to listen to on all the usual places, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor and Google Podcasts. The next episode will be me talking about why I love green and what it means to me. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a happy new year.